2: Hi, I'm Dan for Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers, here to share the easiest way to buy tires.
1: Come to Dobbs. With the best tire brands and the biggest inventory, you'll get your tires the same
0: day at the lowest price, guaranteed. Next time you need tires, get into Dobbs. We're uh, joined now by Jeremy Fowler. Jeremy, we were just talking about our favorite Friday cocktails, and uh, you might as well bring you in on this one. What's your favorite Friday cocktail?
2: Oh boy. Uh just a cold one, my friend. There you go. <laughs> just, uh, good IPA. Yep. Same answer well, that
0: Jimmy Rivers. Old old Rivers old old just red gave. One. Oh, there we go. You and I are drinking buddies. We just don't know it.
1: <laughs> exactly. Who sure knew? Jeremy Fowler, ESPN senior NFL reporter, joining us via the Brown and Crouppen celebrity line. Over the past few days, he's been releasing uh the top tens at Each uh, respective position, the top 10 quarterbacks, running backs and wide receivers. And this all according to 50 NFL executives that he pulled. Jeremy, let's start with the quarterbacks, because, of course, that's where we have to begin this. Was there anything in particular that stood out to you? Because I know we were taken aback by Lamar Jackson going into this season, according to these executives being ranked as the sixth best quarterback in the league when he just won the MVP a year ago. What stood out to you?
2: Well, yeah, Lamar at six is a big one. Aaron Rodgers at three. But, yeah, I think that despite the monster numbers that Lamar put up, uh, NFL people recognize that if you're building a team, Aaron Rodgers, despite not a huge statistical year, is still uh, really behind Patrick Mahomes at number two as far as arm, talent, and throwing on the move. And so those are really the two of the most important things for a quarterback in today's NFL. You have to be mobile and you have to be able to throw on the run. He does that really well. And so, um, and plus, you know, they say Green Bay, first year of Matt LaFleur's offense last year, no real targets outside of Devontae Adams, who was hurt. And so Rodgers did have some built-in excuses for why he didn't play as well. And teams aren't as consistently sold on Lamar being a a pocket passer if teams can stop their run offense. And so that's hardly a guarantee. Uh, Lamar is the best player on the planet every time he steps on the field. Uh, but they feel like, you know, if you can force Lamar to throw into tight windows, he's going to struggle more than a guy like Rodgers.
0: Now, the thing that threw me off with this, Jeremy, is, uh, yeah, certainly Aaron Rodgers, I I much respect there for what he can bring uh, day in and day out, but to have Drew Brees still in there, and I looked at it, and look, I know this guy, every time he steps on the field, he's breaking some kind of a record Mm -hmm. nowadays, but he is getting older, and he's had some injuries, and so for me to have him ahead of Lamar Jackson, That was a little bit odd.
2: Yeah, well, Drew Brees, the thing about it is he probably had his best statistical year last year. You know, so he just, for what he does in the Saints offense, if you're picking a guy for one year, one more year even, um, he's the guy. I don't think he'll be on this list next year, even if he's still in the league. Uh, But, you know, he's well-positioned to do just that in Sean Payton's offense. And so I think accuracy, his ability to pick you apart at the line of scrimmage, get rid of the ball in less than two seconds. Um, is why people would pick him a little bit of a surprise because of the be arm strength but I, I think that's why deshaun watson got the nod over him at number four
1: we're talking with jeremy fowler he's an espn senior nfl reporter you can give him a follow on twitter at jfowler espn jeremy did we just hear your your kids walking into the background there
2: yeah yeah no, this never a dull moment here at the fowler house so yeah
0: I, I trust me I know the feeling I've got four kids of my own and it's like they they won't say a word until I get on the phone and then all of a sudden there's a circus that's going on behind me so I, I feel you. Jerry, okay, my, okay. Ne- I know.
2: my wife is telling me to isolate myself, so <laughs> I never seem to do that.
1: My next question that I had for you, I did want to ask you about the receivers. That was the uh, piece that went up earlier today. You had Julio Jones at number one, Michael Thomas at number two, DeAndre Hopkins at three, Odell at four, and Tyreek Hill at number five among the top ten receivers, according to these 50 NFL personnel executives that you talked with. Julio Jones is the one that stands out to me being at number one on this list still. He's been doing it for quite some time, and the touchdown yeah. numbers are never quite where people expect them to be, but were you a, a little bit surprised that he was all the way up at number one still th- at this point in his career?
2: I wasn't surprised he was number one. I was surprised he was number one by such a wide margin. He got more than half the first-place votes. Uh, that was surprising to me. I thought Michael Thomas would make it more competitive, uh, but I think NFL people just realized that, He's sort of an avatar, right? Like, he can do everything. He stretches the field in all three levels where I think Michael Thomas, despite his greatness, uh, teams say, hey, you know, if we play against Michael Thomas, he's going to get his. He's going to make some great catches. But he's going to work a lot in the slot. He's not really going to go deep. Um, A lot of his deep balls are sort of manufactured on intermediate plays. So, you know, they just prefer somebody who scares you a little more. Uh, and And really like a guy. a guy like Tyree Kill didn't get a lot of first place votes, but from the scare factor, he's five because so many people had him really high and some had him ahead of Michael Thomas.
0: Jeremy, as you went through this process and, and put together these lists, out of all the lists, all the players, all the executives, what's the one player? Or maybe there's more than one that jumped out and kind of you're like, wow, I never thought that. Or it just kind of caught you off guard to have them either ranked higher than you thought or someone that maybe didn't even make the list. Are you talking about at any position? Yeah, any position.
2: Let's see. Uh, you know, Ben Roethlisberger was a bit of a surprise at quarterback, but the elbow injury was a big factor. I think if you didn't have that, he'd be in the top ten. Uh, let's see. Let's see. The... Young guys at wide receiver, I thought maybe they would make more of a push. You know, Chris Godwin barely got in. Uh, Kenny Galladay didn't make it. You know, I think uh, receiver is such a, you can put up big numbers early in your career, but to be like, really master your craft, you have to be in the game for a little longer. That's just one of those positions. Um, you know, Saquon at number one at running
1: back was surprising. That was stunning uh, to me, Jeremy. I couldn't believe that they had him over Christian McCaffrey.
2: Well, it was, it was, I'll put it this way. So, I had, you know, I had a lot of tiebreakers
1: who I had to make. And is he gone? And he's gone. Okay, we'll give Jeremy Fowler a call back here. I want to get his answer. This is the last thing that I wanted to ask him about was Christian McCaffrey versus Saquon Barkley, because as we're kind of looking at this, Jamie, when I watched the games on Sunday, especially last season, Christian McCaffrey to me was very clearly the best running back in the NFL,
0: but was he, or was he just the most fun to watch?
1: I thought he was the best running back in the league. He's the, in terms of all around skill sets to me, he would be at number one on the list for me. I would have Saquon. I mean, is Saquon for sure? 100% better than Alvin Kamara and Ezekiel Elliott. I think it's a more of a conversation among those yeah. three than it is between Christian McCaffrey Listen, and Saquon Barkley. I think me.
0: McCaffrey, to me, he's one of my favorite players in the NFL. He, he does it all, right? And so uh, for me, yeah, number one on the list. But I just wonder if I'm trying to think uh, as an executive, and I don't know if it was coaches or GMs or, or other executives, but for me, I think there's probably some things that went into this evaluation from the, the executives that we're probably not thinking about.
1: Sure, and we're talking with Jeremy Fowler. He's an ESPN senior NFL reporter. You can follow him on Twitter, at ESPN. Jeremy, it was our final question that we wanted to get into with you. It was the Saquon versus Christian McCaffrey discussion. We we heard you there at the very beginning before you cut out. What was the biggest thing that kind of separated Saquon from Christian McCaffrey?
2: Right. Well, The one thing I was adding about surprises, Aaron Jones, Green Bay, that was a surprise a running back, didn't make it. It was tied with Le'Veon Bell, and I had to do a revote on those two and, and Bell won. Uh, Saquon had a ton of number one votes, twice as many as McCaffrey. So that was the tiebreaker. Even though McCaffrey's, like, positive average was a little better. Um, so, you know, he had a lot of twos and threes in his voting, where Saquon had some fives, but he also had a lot of ones. I just think people realize, you know, if, if you're game planning for a guy, he just scares you more. He's got, uh, he's got everything McCaffrey has, plus a little more power. Uh, and I think that was the tiebreaker. You just haven't seen it yet because he plays in a terrible offense, and he was hurt last year. And there's a lot that goes into that. But he can flip the field at any time. Um you know, so some people voted sort of, you know strongly disagreed with that. They felt like McCaffrey might be the best player in football, you know, So uh, it could have gone either way, but that that was sort of the tiebreaker.
1: A lot of this is based on what you heard from the executives, Jeremy. The final thing that I want to get from you, if you had to guess on um the quarterbacks, who do you think will make the biggest jump from where they were this year on your list to where they're going to be going into next season on this list?
2: Uh, Kyler Murray, I think, will be in the top 10, somewhere maybe even high. Uh, a lot of people I spoke to, some well-respected offensive people, were bringing him up on their own before I even got through the list. And they were putting him in their top 10. So he didn't get enough votes in this case, but uh, he is coming. You know, I think that everybody realizes... The way he can kind of slide in the pocket and throw different arm angles and his quick release. And he's at a good offense for him. He's tied with Cliff Kingsbury. They got DeAndre Hopkins now. Like, I think everybody realizes that they're going to make this work.
1: He's Jeremy Fowler. You can find his work on ESPN.com. You can watch him at times on Get Up in the Mornings as well as I have a lot this week. You can follow him on Twitter at JFowlerESPN. Jeremy, we always appreciate the time, man. Thanks so much for hopping on with us today.
2: Hey, anytime,
0: guys. Appreciate it.
1: Absolutely. That's Jeremy Fowler joining us here on Ribs and BK on 101 ESPN.